Hello to all of our amazing leaders out there. I'm Bernie Amy, and with me today is another phenomenal leader, Wayne Hamilton. Wayne, I'm actually going to hand the baton over to you. If you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your Walmart story. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Good. I, I'm an 11-year associate. I live in Benville, Arkansas, and I have responsibility for leading the indirect tax function for the company. The, the way I think about this, Bernie, is anything that's not direct income tax. So we are responsible for sales tax, use tax, property tax, fuel tax, and we are also provide oversight on our value-added tax for markets outside the U.S. Amazing. Wayne, I, I want to take a moment and talk about indirect tax. What exactly does your role entail and what decisions do you make for the company? Certainly. Indirect tax is, is responsible for making sure that all of the sales tax we collect when we sell products to our customers is remitted to the appropriate jurisdiction on an annual basis. We file somewhere north of 40,000 sales tax returns and it's in the billions. Uh, we also make sure that we pay our property taxes on our different properties uh, throughout the US, also in Puerto Rico and in uh, Hawaii. Wow, Wayne, it's it's so good to know what you and our financial leaders are doing behind the scenes. I know at one point you were leading our global tax controversy team, and now here you are leading a bigger division in our company, playing another major part in our company's financial decisions. Our leaders would love to know, Wayne, what did you do so different from others that made you stand out prior to your promotions? Oh, that's a... That's a tough question, Bernie. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's one thing. Mm -hmm. If I think there are multiple things. It's not only for me, the ability to get the job done, meaning whatever you role you're hired into. Part of it is also your ability to work across the organization and get involved. For example, uh, how do you get involved in areas uh, such as helping other associates grow, whether it's working with an associate resource group, uh, mentoring others? I believe that's all part of the, the answer to me. So it's not just keeping your head down. Did you get all of the returns filed? Did you get them out timely? It's really how are you impacting the lives and careers of others? Absolutely. And, you know, just to your point, Wayne, a wise man once told me that people are always going to pay attention to you. They pay attention to the way you lead. They pay attention to the way you interact with others and how you develop others and how you hold yourself accountable and your team accountable in your area of responsibility. But on that topic, Wayne, I know sometimes we make mistakes in our roles, but it can be challenging, right, to own up to some of those mistakes. But it's great leaders like yourself that have made mistakes along the way that can help other leaders recognize that piece of ownership that would help them stand out. With that being said, Wayne, what was one mistake you made in the past that helped your development? And how did you learn from that mistake? Wow, that's a tough question because I've made a lot of them. 
uh, one of my mistakes as I would think about that is we were tracking a statute and a statute of limitations and I, I had missed it even though I had it on a report and a, a few others had also missed the, the statute and the statute would have allowed us or precluded us from taking some further action. And at the end of the day, I, I just said, hey, I've missed the statute and here are the reasons why I believe it will not cause this much of an implication because there was a, a way to say that the statute had not expired based on the legal position that we could take. What I learned from that, Bernie, is this. Mistakes are going to happen. For me, it's not that the mistake took place. It's two things. What did I do when I found out about the mistake? What did I do to own it? And, and second, how do I go about making sure it, it doesn't happen again? We don't live in a perfect world. And if you can figure out to encourage people to own their mistakes and then come with solutions and how to fix them, that's the best thing you can do as a leader. If we create an environment where people are afraid of saying, I've made a mistake, then we will never get to resolve some of the issues we need to resolve that will help us to grow as people and as an organization. And I like to create an environment where, you know what, people can quickly raise their hand own the mistake, and together we can figure out how to make sure it doesn't happen again. Absolutely. And just to your point, Wayne, when we can recognize our mistakes or even our team's mistakes, I think it can build a culture of trust in the work environment as well because being vulnerable enough to speak to failed trials and being able to teach to it creates a sustainable learning environment. And yeah. Part of being a leader is constantly learning as much as we can. When in our high-performing culture, we have leaders who are constantly seeking promotions. What leadership advice can you give to those who want to promote into a leadership role? Getting promoted is a good thing, or wanting to get promoted is, is a good thing. I think there's a balance, and oftentimes... A promotion comes when you're doing a fantastic job and the opportunity opens up. And as I talk to many associates, I said, those are the two pieces. So what happens, Bernie, when you're doing a great or fantastic job, but there is no opportunity? And sometimes people become frustrated. That's when you really have to dig in and go, okay, what other skill sets can I pick up? What other things can I learn while I'm waiting for that opportunity to come and that I'll even be greater prepared when it happens? That's the hard part at Walmart, just like in any organization. We, we all want to get promoted, and sometimes it's, it's not on the cadence that we want it to, to come. But that doesn't mean we should become disappointed or disillusioned that it won't happen. It just means we have to work that much, much harder in getting prepared that when the opportunity does come, that we're, we're ready for it. Absolutely, Wayne. And I just want to take a second and highlight your, your current leadership role with the company. I can't, I can't imagine the scale of responsibilities that you own, especially with tax laws and 
ensuring our company is in compliance with our federal agencies. I truly believe that our company's tax division is a great example of everyday challenges our financial leaders have to face and how those everyday decisions can impact every aspect of our business. Wayne, what feedback do you have for our leaders that are facing tough challenges today? And what advice can you give them to help overcome those challenges? The biggest advice I would start out with is if you're in this by yourself, you're going to run into problems. You have to be able to build a team around you that you learn to trust. And let me define trust. Trust is, for me, a, a level of transparency where there is clear communication and openness. Trust is knowing how people will respond in certain situations. Will they own up to it? Will they come and say, this is what needs to get done? If you're able to build that strong team around you, while you may have the ultimate decision-making, it will allow not only others to grow, but great sources of input. Said differently, if I had to think about everything from A to Z, soup to nuts, I would fail. The question is, can I surround myself with people that will give me advice and give me input that would allow me to make a better decision in the end? Build your team, build people you can rely on. And this is one that most leaders sometimes struggle with. I, I like getting differing opinions. I don't want someone who looks like me or thinks like me. I want people who are going to give divergent points of view, because when that happens, that's when we really begin to think differently around the solutions that we're building. Absolutely. Wow. You are definitely insightful. And I can't imagine the complexity of your role, but... I do want to let you know that you are making such a huge impact on our customers and our associates. I wish I could Thank spend you. some more time with you, but before I let you go, Wayne, are there any last words you would like to leave us with? Certainly. Uh, one bit of advice I, I like to give Bernie is as you think about yourself, that I challenge to think about how do you, how can you help others grow? How can you help the others develop their career? If you take as vested interest in others as much as yourself, I believe that's where the difference really comes in. That's really helped me in my career. I have made it part of my mission, part of my objective to help uh, associates at all levels, whether they work for Walmart, outside of the company. I believe that to me is part of my DNA that helped with my success. Wow, phenomenal. Wayne, thank you, and thank you to all of our financial leaders out there. You guys are definitely the foundation of our company, and without your leadership, we wouldn't be where we are today. Thank you, Bernie. You're welcome. All right, guys, thank you for spending time with us on another episode of Leaders of Walmart. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Leaders of Walmart. To join in the conversation and meet some great leaders in our company, follow along in the workplace group, Leaders of Walmart. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week.